everyone. A brand new season of Raised by TV is available in your podcast app right now. In season two, John Gabris and Lauren Lapkus are back talking about more of TV shows and memorable characters that warped their minds. Raised by TV is the show where John and Lauren revisit the best and worst TV of the late 80s and early 90s. Everything from game shows to TGIF to Oprah and serial commercials. This season, they cover the beloved Nickelodeon late night block Snick and angsty teen shows like Freaks and Geeks. Plus, they're joined by some new guests like Scott Ackerman. Listen to Raised by TV now and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. What's up, everybody? Oh my god! Are you all still at Coachella? What's happening? There's like three people over there. No, there's more than three people. Okay, my eyes are adjusted. There's three people over there. Got it. Okay. (laughs) What's up? Put your hands together, audience. (laughs) Hello, my name's Rhea Butcher. I'm going to be your host. (laughs) Get ready for a fucking kick-ass show. My wife is out of town. My wife, Cameron Esposito, is out of town. I'm sorry about it. She's stuck in New York. I was not here last week. She was here, and now I'm here, and she's not here. So I'm sorry about that. Our dog is very confused. (laughs) He hangs out with me, and he's like, where's the other one? Before the other one was here, then you were gone, and you were the other one. He just perpetually wants the other one. Anyway, I'm also fighting off a cold. Anybody fighting off a cold out there? A couple people, (laughs) yeah. I caught a cold in Kansas City, you know. That's like how my, um, God, I can't even think of words because I'm sick. (laughs) That's how my memoir is going to start out. Colds caught in Kansas City and other stories. I knew it was going to happen. You know those moments I was checking into a hotel and this woman was like, Ah, I'm sick! Here's your key card. (laughs) There's nothing I can do in this situation. I have to do this. This is my home. You're my mom. (laughs) Thanks a lot for getting me sick, mom. This was also moments after. So I drove from St. Louis. Okay, I was on tour for like two and a half weeks. I went to a bunch of places. It was really fun. Shout out to everybody that came to those shows. Probably not you all in the audience, but anyways. The show is also a podcast, so sometimes I say things for those people. I also hate to point out that it's a podcast because I feel like it's breaking the fourth wall. (laughs) So I never do this, and now I feel trapped. Anyway, the shows are really great. I drove through, like, rural Pennsylvania. I saw way less Confederate flags than I thought I was going to see, but also way more Confederate flags than I thought I was going to (laughs) see. I also was in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania on Easter which was perfect. That's a Christianity joke. Good Lord. (laughs) Did you also know that Bethlehem, Pennsylvania is the headquarters for the company that makes Peeps? And the company that makes Peeps is a candy company that also makes hot tamales. The candy, not the Mexican treat. Um, The candy, which I think is absolutely disgusting. I'm sorry if you eat that candy, but also what's wrong with you? Someone is very into that. I'm running on an anti-hot tamale platform in 2018. <clears throat> but the company that makes Peeps, the name of... Does anybody know what it's called? No. The name of the company that makes the candy Peeps is called Just Born. <laughs> Just Born. How disgusting is that for literally any company? but a food company? (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna go on and eat at the Just Born. Anyway, they're also, like, having a major strike right now. Like, that candy company is, like, screwing a bunch of their employees out of their pension because the fucking Ding Dong company didn't pay a billion dollars into their pension fund. How fucked up is that? 
that you get your pension taken away from the ding-dong factory. <laughs> like, fuck everything. <laughs> fuck capitalism for that. Um, all right. Bunch of pro-capitalists in the audience tonight. <laughs> no! You're just not funny about it yet! No, I know. I know. I'm, I know. Trust me. Trust me. Um, but I was in Kansas City out of all the way. I, I drove from St. Louis to Kansas City, which is a three and a half hour drive. And I drove through a bunch of places because I prefer to drive over flying um, because if you paid attention to the news, a person died on a Southwest air flight by like getting sucked out a window. I'm staying on the ground for a minute. Yes, this is just a hilarious set <laughs> of jokes that I've worked, been working on these for months. So it's pretty devastating that this isn't going well. <laughs> I don't think it's not going well. Just everybody's still in Coachella. Also, everyone's still just watching Beyonce's performance because, like, honestly, when are we not watching that? Um, so back to that. I drove through a bunch of places, and I mostly packed lunches and did not get out to go to the bathroom. Um, just looked at a bunch of very oversized American flags. I forgot what uh, size queens we are in the rural areas of this country because back in my day, flags were just flag-sized. These flags are legit the size of this room and just flying over every business that exists, not just car dealerships these days. If you ever forgot what country you're in, just look up. You'll get covered in a flag. <clears throat> um, so I drove from St. Louis to Kansas City. I've said that like 10 times now. It's a three and a half hour drive. I drove the whole way. I did not stop to go to the bathroom. I drove on 70. No one knows how to drive. I don't feel bad about living in Los Angeles. No one knows how to drive here. No one knows how to drive anywhere. Human beings should not be driving cars. That was a huge fucking mistake. Like, it was a cool idea, but I think we've been doing that shit for a little too long. Um, no one knows how to fucking drive at all. So I get to Kansas City, and I have to pee so bad, because I've been driving for three and a half hours and just sipping on water the whole time, just like, just, just tiny micro doses of H2O. <laughs> But inevitably, my bladder gets filled because I'm a human being and I can't help it. So I'm like, it's fine. I'll just pee at the hotel. So I pull into the hotel. I had to, get, <laughs> I had to stay at a Best Western. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just I prefer not to if I don't have to. <laughs> there was a volleyball tournament taking over the entire city. I could not get a room anywhere else. There was no room at any inns. <laughs> and I was pregnant with water and I could not go anywhere. So I pulled in, I parked my car, I ran into the lobby, I found the bathroom. Now, if you are a butch person like me, you have like spidey senses about public restrooms. And before you even get, if you enter a building, a space, even an outdoor space, and you have to go to the bathroom, you're like, all right, where am I going? You're just like ready to go. And so I got into this lobby, I was like, seems safe, all right, let's look for the bathroom. And then I found it, I walked up to it, and for the first time, I could not distinguish whether it was a multi-unit facility or a onesie. I could not tell from the outside. And so I tested the door, and it opened, and I thought, oh, multiple toilets, and then this woman goes, no! <laughs> and so immediately, my like trained response is to be like, I'm sorry for existing! And I just apologized immediately. But also, I had pushed the door open enough that I saw that she had, like, put, like, makeup out on the counter and had, like, shit going, like, an aromatherapy thing, like, all this stuff happening in there. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me! This is a Best Western lobby and you're hanging out in the onesie bathroom with a friend? And so I'm just standing there. I can hear them talking. They start running the water like I won't listen in on their stupid conversation. Of course I am, because I'm very mad at them. And then, of course, they make, they force me to go in the men's bathroom in a Kansas City Best Western. And I went in, and it was disgusting. <laughs> and it wasn't even that dirty. How do you deal with the smell of urine? It's constant. Anyway. <laughs> I walked by the urinal. I checked for poo everywhere. There was none. I used the facilities. I jammed out of there. And then I went up to, when I went up to the counter, I was like, somebody's camp 
crapping out in the bathroom in there. So I'm super mad and I'm getting very old. And she goes, oh, well, I'm, I'm going to look into that. I was like, you better! <laughs> and so they're, they're still in there. I start checking in. I, for, I, I like, am not paying attention to the fact that they're in I'm, My anger is dissipating. She's checking me into the hotel. And then all of a sudden, both of them come out of the bathroom. And it's just like two hyper-feminine, blonde, white women that come out of the bathroom. And they go like... I walk out of the bathroom. Their hair just flips around. They like take up the whole lobby. There's a dog in there. They go, ah, cute, whatever. Take up the whole thing. And I'm like just shaking my head at them. And then I look back at the woman who is checking me in, who happens to be a black woman. And we both just went. I don't know what she was thinking, but whatever it was, I liked it. All right, well, I made you laugh a little bit. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I got on a flight to Maryland, and a woman was sitting behind me, scream-talking the whole time. Thank you. It was so loud that if I was in a cartoon, my hair would have been blowing forward. <laughs> that really worked for that person. I like when something just really works for one person. It's kind of my whole job. <laughs> what does this even say? Oh, yeah. No, that's not going to be funny. Um, and what she was screaming about was hitting her dogs. Yes. And I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? And she, she topped it off with, well, I mean, you got to spank them. I mean, they're just like babies. <laughs> Because she was talking to this guy that just got a puppy, and he's like, oh, so you do hit them. And I'm like, no, white people, what's wrong with you? <laughs> so then they're like, so he got like some fancy corgi or whatever, and she found her dogs on the street, of course. And then she's like talking about how you, she's like, well, you don't have to chip them. You also don't have to fix them. I'm like, you are a wrong person. Everything you think is wrong. You are a wrong human being. You should not be allowed to travel on airplanes. You're spreading misinformation. You, madam, are fake news. So then she, she's like telling this whole story and then she's like, oh yeah, they ran away. They ran away real fast. I'm like, no fucking shit. We found them. We scoured the neighborhood. Like they were probably at someone else's house. Like, please, I don't want to go back there. But also, she got off the flight. They were under the seat the whole time. Just like very chill dogs. This is a Los Angeles to Maryland flight. It is not a short flight. They were chill the whole time. She got off the flight. I jammed off the flight, went to the baggage claim to get my bag, was waiting. And then I saw her walk by with no bags. She also didn't wait for any bags. This woman flew across country with two dogs and no bags. I don't have a punchline for that. I'm just like, what the hell? Do you have any answers? I don't understand. How do you fly across from Los Angeles to Maryland with nothing? You don't even have some like crab seasoning or something that you got to pick up? <laughs> so I had a great time on the road. <laughs> um, it was very fun and I'm trying not to get sick it's one of those times where I'm like when you're not sick again cherish it <laughs> write it down write yourself a note that when you're not sick remember how bad it feels to be sick but I'm not going to remember I'm not going to do that because I'm sick <laughs> I should probably try to make you laugh before we start this show I don't think I even have like a one-liner or anything that I could say right now. No, I don't. <laughs> oh, this was kind of funny. I could say this. I went to Indiana, um, which was fun. Everybody was really great. Um, but the city, I went to Indianapolis, and then I went to Fort Wayne, 
and I was posting about it and abbreviating Fort to FT. So I was saying Fort Wayne, but everybody was like, what is featuring Wayne? <laughs> and I was like, that kind of is Indiana. Everything's kind of featuring Wayne. There's a Wayne somewhere. <laughs> Maybe a Dwayne. But there's a derivative of Wayne somewhere in there in Indiana. All right, well, this was fun. Hey, you ready to get a show going? I sure am. Yes. There's a bunch of really great comedians on this show. Um, this first one is a friend of mine. Um, just a wonderful, wonderful human being, and you're going to love them so much. Please give a warm welcome to Sophia Alexandra. <laughs> going for your host, The Butcher. I tricked her into a hug. She was sick. And I was like, I don't give a shit. You will love me. Hey guys, what's up? Take it in. That's right, take it in. Take it in. I hear what you're whispering to the person sitting right next to you right now. And that's uh. Damn, what a fine-looking Jew. <laughs> and thank you so much for noticing, UCV. Have you guys ever had a friend tell you for like a really long time, you look just like another friend of theirs, and then when you finally meet them, they're just a Barbara Streisand poster? Has <laughs> that happened to anyone else? No, just me, okay. It's cool, you guys, I'm not offended. Um, Barbara Streisand and I have a lot in common. Um, Judaism plays a large part in our face. <laughs> it really does. Like a starring role, some people might say. But my face is a big fat liar, you guys. I'm actually only half Jewish. Um, I'm half Jewish, half abandoned on my father's side. You can probably see it a little bit around the eyes, right? Just like a little bit, just around the eyes. You know your dad left the family early when you only have one daddy issue. It's like, how do I stay competitive in this marketplace? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Some of you tightened up a little bit at the deadbeat dad joke. Is it because you yourself are pretending you have a good dad right now? <laughs> Let's keep it real, you guys. There's not that many good dads in America. You know how I know that? Because um, you can walk into any restaurant on Father's Day and just get seated. <laughs> That's how you know. <laughs> I'm uh, one half of a Jew, you guys, but uh, I'm one whole Russian immigrant. Uh, it's true. I moved here with my mom when I was 11. And uh, <laughs> it is a weird time to be Russian-American, you guys. <laughs> really weird because I'm simultaneously horrified and delighted about what's been going on in this country because like on the one hand yes of course Trump is not my favorite president but on the other hand soon <laughs> I'll be fine either way you know what I mean um it is like weird though, because like as a Russian immigrant, like as a Russian American, I do have different allergies than Americans. Like uh, I'm allergic to luxury and joy. <laughs> it just makes it hard to watch you guys right now enjoying yourselves. But it's true, just like it's hard to get used to good things as an immigrant. Like I'm just always waiting for the other shoe to drop, you know? I'm just like. Ugh, like just so scared of happiness <laughs> like my husband Max and I we just moved into a super nice house and I am so uncomfortable there <laughs> like literally every morning I just wake up with like a dread and I just expect him to walk in and be like well we've had a great run why don't you pack up all your stuff and get up on out of here <gasps> and then I just immediately would be like Okay, Mr. Bornstein, you're right. I go. I say goodbye. Goodbye, Max Jr. Maximiliana. T 
TJ Maxx. I take broom. Just for some reason lose a leg on the way out of his house. <laughs> but uh, as the Russian people do ask me a lot, they're like, hey, Sophia, like, what's the difference between being born there and being born here? And like, here's the easiest way that I can explain it. Like, okay, Americans, the second you're born, everyone's just like, so excited about your possibilities. They're just like, oh my God, what do you want to do with your life? If you can dream it, you can be it. What do you want to do? Uh, you want to make dog jewelry? There's a market for that. What would you like to do? You want to be the king of competitive vaping? There's several leagues you can join, bro. What would you like to do? Be the first woman president? Get the hell out of here, you feminazi witch. Lock her up! Lock her up! Lock her up! Right, you guys? <laughs> Not gonna lie, still way better than growing up in the Soviet Union. Still way better. Because this is like, this is, was my childhood as a little girl there, okay? Ready? I was like, okay, Sophia, uh, you're gonna grow up into a beautiful and tiny woman that can fit inside a tinier woman, that can fit inside a tinier woman, that can fit inside the tiniest woman. Then you're gonna marry a guy that looks like all the bad guys in all the Bruce Willis movies. And then you're just gonna hunker down and pray really hard for him to die young from alcoholism so he doesn't beat you for too many years. What's up, you guys? <laughs> that was my biggest dream but uh guys don't worry about me because uh i live in los angeles now and uh, i make luxury wallets for babies <laughs> so i've already won <laughs> thank you guys so much i've been sophie alexander please enjoy the rest of your show Hello, PYHT listeners, Rhea here. I'm sure you ask yourself most days, what kind of underwear does Rhea like? I know I ask myself that question all the time when trying to shop for new undies, but guess what? My question has been answered. I love Tomboy X. I specifically love their briefs, boxer briefs, and the micro modal, the fancy ones. Oh yeah, they're fancy. And I have a hard time pronouncing it because I am from Ohio. <laughs> you get it. I love Tomboy X because they're affordable, they look good, and they fit my body. Not just my body, but my body. You understand. It's time to stop wearing underwear that doesn't make you feel confident. Stop wearing underwear that has more frills than function, or underwear that your mom got to fem you up. It's time to wear underwear that's made to fit you and how you see yourself. Tomboy X. Tomboy X has everything from bikinis, briefs, boxer briefs, trunks and boy shorts, to soft bras and racerback bras all in everyday basic colors and fun seasonal prints. And all with options from extra small to 4X. So regardless of where you fall on the size or gender spectrum, Tomboy X offers amazing underwear that anybody can feel comfortable in. See what we did there? Go to TomboyX.com slash hands together and check out their special bundles and pack pricing. Put your hands together listeners will get an extra 15% off with the code hands together. Again, just use the code HANDS TOGETHER for an extra 15% off. Ditch whatever you're wearing for a pair of Tomboy X underwear. Go to TomboyX.com slash HANDS TOGETHER. Sophia Alexander, let her hear it! I remembered something I was going to tell you, which is when I got to my hotel in Maryland. I walked in, and I was wearing a hat, so it was dicey. It can be very confusing when I wear a hat. And I walked up to the woman at the desk, and she was on the phone, and she was taking a food order. And I was like, that's not what they're supposed to do. It's like, they've got her doing too many jobs. So I waited, be real patient. She got off the phone. She was like, I'm so sorry about that. And I was like, they've got you doing ten too many jobs. And she was like, yes, they do. And I was like, I see you friend so then she started taking my information i gave it to her then a gentleman 
walked up right next to me and just put his arm on the counter right next to me and goes, hello. And she goes, oh, we have it. We have it. We've, we've received it. It's in the safe and it's charging. <laughs> what? <laughs> and he goes, fantastic, great. Well, I'll just wait right here. And he's standing right on top of me and I'm checking into a hotel, which I previously mentioned is my home. This is where I live now. He can see that I'm an organ donor. It's all right there. All my information is right there. Plus, this is my personal space. This is mine. It's mine. I can take it if I want to. I'm supposed to. I've been told my whole life I can't, but I'm going to now because I'm an independent human being. And so I'm telling myself in my mind, just going like, just calmly ask this guy if he'll just step back while you're checking into the hotel. There's no problem with it. Just like tell myself, this is what you're going to do. You'll just do this. Just be chill. Just be chill. Then I turn to him and I go, can I get, get some space, please? <laughs> and to that he went, <laughs> like a reverse Nosferatu. <laughs> And I like, <clears throat> he went and stood by a corner and I walked by him and he went. <laughs> like I was the worst person on the planet. I still never found out what was charging in the safe. <laughs> what in the hell could be charging in a safe? A tiny bull? <laughs> that is funnier than you think. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to keep the show rolling. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking about a tiny bull charging in a safe, and that is fucking funny. It's a tiny little bull inside a safe. Schrodinger's bull, if you will. Is the bull charging or is the bull not charging? I don't know! <sighs> I'm a very smart person. This next comedian is a very smart person, too. Also, it's their first time on the show, so put your hands together, audience. You know what we do when it's somebody's first time on the show. Those people know. We give them a nice, big, warm welcome. So get it started right now. That's right. Put those hands together. Make some noise for Lindsay Adams! Hi. Cool. It's always fun to say hi when I can see your eyeballs just staring back at me, not saying hello. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited to be here. Uh, I live in L.A., obviously. Uh, I like it here. It's fun. I'm not from here. I'm from New Jersey. Um, and I lived in Chicago for a while. But L.A. is fun. I like it. It's a cool place. A lot of people have bad shit to say. I think it's maybe turned me into a little bit of a monster, though. Because I just, like, I don't think that I thought that I would be so competitive about having been molested, you know? <laughs> just like, <laughs> just like, <laughs> you know, it's going to be my thing. Um, very common. Um <laughs> Uh, I, <laughs> I am emotionally stable though. Um, just so you guys know, uh, <laughs> I'm definitely that friend though, where it's like one too many ha ha ha's in a text message. You know, I'm sobbing <laughs> you know what I mean? when someone's like, Hey, what are you up to? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> You're like, you are crying. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm good now. I used to have really bad uh, anxiety attacks, and I didn't know that's what they were. Uh, I would just wake up in the middle of the night and just think I was dying, you know? Uh, just very normal, just every night, wake up, <gasps> okay, dead. Um, and, and it took me a minute of not sleeping before I went to a doctor, and I was like, what is happening? And he was like, oh, they're panic attacks, here's some medicine. And I was like, great. Uh, so I took the medicine, and I stopped having panic attacks, which was great. Um, and then I woke up in the middle of the night and I was lactating. Um, <laughs> oh, I was like, what the fuck is this? The fuck? Just, what? The fuck? Like, I was just, did I have a baby in a blackout? And is it somewhere in my apartment? Like, am I going to have to act on this now? <laughs> I mean, just like, I went on a WebMD and just typed, fuck, you know? <laughs> no! <laughs> I was like, I don't know what to do. Uh, <laughs> I panicked. Uh, and then, I, obviously, I went back to the doctor, and I was like, ah! Uh, <laughs> just like, 
Uh, and he was like, ooh, sorry, it's a rare side effect. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was like, at least I'm special. Uh, <laughs> So I went off the medication, obviously. Uh, what if I didn't? I was like, I like it. <laughs> this is fun. Um, no, I went off of it. Uh, but I mean, it takes a second to get out of your system. So like, I was still lactating for like three weeks. Uh, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that. <laughs> like at that point, it's like, I don't know. Like great party trick. You know what I mean? But at a certain point, my friends were like, put your titty away. Like put it... Put it away. You cannot whip it out at parties. I'm just like, but ah, <laughs> just like ah. Uh, I was like, I went on the internet. I was like, do you want to buy my breast milk? <laughs> you know, and just like leaning over the sink, like, look how much. <laughs> hey, what do you do? Taste it. Yes, obviously. <laughs> So fun. Uh, what a preview of life to come. Uh, I felt very lucky uh, because my anxiety did get better because I was more concerned about finding a baby that didn't exist. Uh, <laughs> I tried to get my boyfriend into it. I was like, you want some of it? And he was like, do not. Uh, <laughs> um, but I don't lactate anymore. Don't worry about it. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. No. Um Let's try. Uh, <laughs> uh, the doctor was like, don't squeeze your boobs a lot after or you'll still lactate. And I was like, this isn't going to work. Uh, <laughs> don't tell me not to squeeze my boobs a lot. It's fun. Uh, <laughs> especially when you go, do not. I'm like, I will. Uh, <laughs> absolutely, I will. Um, I feel like all cats need me. Just, like, on some level. I mean, weird transition, but, like, hear me out. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's fair to be like, you're crazy, you love cats, you're a crazy cat lady. You know what I mean? Because it's like, maybe the cats give off vibes that they need me. And I am just very perceptive. <laughs> just like, is that crazy? Ooh, is that wild? Ooh, you're a nut job, you know? Is that nuts to be fucking, ah, God's furry children? Uh, I found kittens in a barn at a wedding. I found them. They were for me. When I found them, I knew exactly what to do. I knew exactly what to do. I said, fuck that wedding, because that's not real. And then I made a beeline for the cats. I made a beeline for the cats, and I ran to them. And have you ever, have you ever seen tiny little two-week-old baby boobies? Just tiny little, blah, 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 you know, just so eyes are, you know, their heads are so small, they fit right in your mouth just for a second. Just, ah, mommy's here. You know? Just give them one long lick. Just like, ah, oh, I got gotcha. you. Know? Just like, ah, stick them in your purse. Uh, chuffing them up. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but uh, there is a place called Hawaii. Um, listen, I'm here to educate. Um, it's an island. Uh, what that means, <laughs> if you guys don't know, is that it's surrounded by water. You know what I mean? So everything's trapped inside. <laughs> uh, what that also means is that when cats have kittens, there's nowhere for them to run except for into these arms. Oh my God, I went to Hawaii. I thought I was gonna be on the beach. I was chasing cats the whole time. Oh my, they're like, that's their home, their habitat. They have like packs of them and they're just like, come at me. You know, they don't need me, but I need them at that point. You know, they're just, there's so many everywhere. I just went right up. I was like, I'm gonna catch you. You know what I mean? I'm gonna eat you up. Uh, have fleas right here. They got in my face a little bit, but um, sometimes you just can't kiss them on the mouth. You know? oh. Well, you guys have been great. I'm Lindsay Adams. <laughs> Cats. Cats. I like cats. That's all. 
I don't have a riff for that. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, our next comedian. Great. It's very funny. I like this person a lot. Please give a warm welcome to Andy Haynes. Oh boy, I um. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm from Akron, Ohio. <laughs> yeah, that's the appropriate response. I appreciate that. I'm from Akron, Ohio. Ooh boy, yay! Get any gum? Okay. Um, <laughs> Ryan McMenamin up in the booth really liked my David Letterman reference. No one else did. Um, there was there is somebody from Akron, Ohio on the Challenger. One of the astronauts on the Challenger was from Akron, Ohio. And so like a ton of stuff in that city is named after her. Um, her name is Judith A. Resnick. She was a, a doctor and an astronaut. And um, so fast forward years from then, they decide in Akron to build a minor league baseball stadium and move the team there and rename them. They decided to name them the Arrows, not like Arrows, like the weapon, but the idea of like aerospace. Um, so A-E-R-O-S, right? So that was like the new thing because our town was known for making tires, which is a weird thing to be known for. Uh, we were the rubber capital of the world, and we never thought about it as a double entendre, not one time. <laughs> and then we switched from tires, because that just went away, to aerospace technology. And then, so they named this uh, team, the Arrows, and they dedicated part of the stadium to Judith A. Resnick, and they also decided to get a new mascot, and that mascot was a cat, so Lindsay would be a big fan of this mascot. They also named the cat Kaboom! <laughs> Proud of my hometown, you know? <laughs> Just making the right decisions left and right. They've since renamed the, the team to the Akron rubber ducks, which is so much better. They don't have a mascot. They just are a thing that kids play with in a bathtub. <laughs> which is weird that grown men play a game that children play with the name of a toy that children play with in the bathtub emblazoned on their shirt. Anyway, that was funny. I don't know. The other thing I was going to say is that I was recently in New York, and if you know me, you know that I like to take lift rides because it's like for a conversation I get to pay for because I like to talk to people I also like to sit in the front seat yes I'm that person I always like to ask Vincent D'Onofrio style though when I walk up I always ask permission I just go excuse me can I sit in the front no criminal intent here But I was in New York and I called a lift and I walked up to the front door and I pulled on the door handle and it was locked. And then I pulled again and it was still locked. And then he unlocked the door and I pulled the handle. I sat down and I was like, hello. <laughs> and he just he put the information in. He just started driving. He was staring forward. He goes, so do you always sit in the front? And I was like, oh shit, this old hillbilly forgot they were in New York. Oh no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I forgot to ask you Vincent D'Onofrio style. Is it okay if I sit in the front? No criminal intent here. And then he did not kick me out of the lift. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we have two more comics left. Are you all excited for that? I sure am. Everybody on this show is my favorite, and these are two more of my favorites. This comedian is so funny, has great shoes, has great hair. Give it up for Brandy Posey right now! Yeah. Rhea Butcher, everybody. Hell yeah. Uh, I got a little space fact for you. Do you guys know that a woman has never been on the moon? That's real. Uh, let me tell you how I found that out. I was on tour in Cape Canaveral, decided to tour the NASA facilities there. And on the bus ride, the bus driver says, you guys know the closest a woman's ever been to the moon? When Ralph Cramden threatened to send his wife there. And I've never understood suicide bombers more in my entire life. 
I was just like, did you just tell me the most depressing fact I've ever heard through the guise of domestic violence? That is the worst turducken of all time. Oh my God. I was also in Florida, so that's the third layer of all of it. Um, I, it, I will tell you the story of the greatest woman I've ever met to make up for the fact that a woman has never been on the moon. Um, I, uh, I just turned 34, and a weird thing that's been happening in my, in my 30s is uh, I've been to four male strip shows in the last 18 months. I, yeah, it's been fun. I wasn't expecting that, but that's just what's happened. I've been to Magic Mike Live three times. <laughs> Magic Mike Live is a great show. It's basically just like a bunch of guys that tried really hard that pull out a chair and say, I'm so sorry for everybody else. It feels good. Uh, but the fourth show I went to is a little show called Aussie Heat. Uh, I had a night off in Vegas, got free tickets, and I was like, fuck it, why not? Let's see what happens. And that's when I met the greatest woman I've ever met in my entire life. So there's a guy that MCs the show, comes out, gets the crowd all pumped up, and he's like, are there any birthdays in the house tonight? We heard, what? goes then he bachelorettes in the house tonight we heard whoa then he goes are there any divorcees in the crowd tonight and that's when i saw her alone in the back of this room this woman stood up and she was wearing a bedazzled baseball cap <laughs> that said mrs crossed out <laughs> like like bedazzled crossed out that's a premeditated good time you know what i mean she had somebody make that shit she spent money on it the guy goes any divorce is the how tonight she stands up and just goes yes <laughs> and i was like rise on beautiful phoenix let's do this shit she was amazing like that scream came from the place of the first cave woman that was left for a younger cave woman <laughs> Like the original first sin, right? It was fucking beautiful to behold. She kept coming up to the MC, putting dollar bills into his pants, and he would just go, I'm just the MC, my clothes don't come off, I'm so sorry, terrified of her. <laughs> and then she would come back up, take the dollars back out of his pocket. <laughs> and then loud enough for the entire room to hear, she would go, it's not my money, but I'm still not wasting it. Mm. <laughs> Do you ever see your own Ghost of Christmas Future and you're like, yes! I do this right. <laughs> Feels good. I was trying to find her after the show because I was like, teach me your ways, beauty. Tell me everything about you. But I think she just had like, she was like too horny for two legs. You know what I mean? She grew six more legs. She turned into a divorced spider. That's what happened. Like she wasn't walking. She was scuttling around. And I tried to find her, but I think she built like a web in the ceiling of the Bellagio. <laughs> And she's just up there just like picking off the drunkest bro at the end of an assault of bros. Oh, that's what you call a group of bros. It's like a murder of crows, an assault of bros. But like not all bros, you know what I mean? Just the ones that have like this muscle, you know what I'm talking about? I think um, for those listening at home, talk about that one, the one, you know what I'm talking about. You guys know that weird cum dumpster muscle that's just right there. That's what they call it. Uh, and I think you get that muscle by just like goose-stepping towards unconscious women. I think that's how it happens. It's just like this. Give them to me. They're mine. Yum, 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 Like, I don't know if I ever want to get married, but I know I definitely want to get divorced now. <laughs> she just made it look like a blast. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> Oh man, I, uh, I, 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 it was one of the few times I've actually enjoyed myself in Vegas because uh, I don't drink, I don't do any drugs, it's not a big deal. I would call myself straight edge, except I'm a 34-year-old woman. <laughs> not an 18-year-old boy anymore. Uh, not that I ever was, but you know, in my heart. You know what I mean? There's just less pressure, less pressure to be an 18-year-old boy than an 18-year-old girl. <laughs> And uh, I, uh, I never drank, and it's finally, I'm like finally at an age now where like people just assume I got sober because something horrible happened, and it's so much easier. <laughs> it's just so much easier if you guys just assume that I hit a kid with my car. <laughs> then I just always wanted to drive away, and I never trusted people. <laughs> That's all it actually was. People find out, and they're like, oh, you think you're better than me? And I'm like, no. Like, it looks cool if I have a beer sitting up here, but if I had like a stack of donuts from 7-Eleven, you guys would be like, That's strange. I think I got a fanny pack full of Doritos. <laughs> I got this pop between jokes. <laughs> you guys would be like, why can't you wait till you get off stage? And I'm like, I see you sipping your whiskey. Fuck off. Don't judge me. <laughs> My addiction is not as sexy as yours. I understand. I just remember all the reasons that I doubt myself. You know what I mean? Like, I was home recently. I was cleaning out my garbage disposal. I'm home alone. 
And I thought to myself, I sure would suck if I flipped that switch and I ground my hand into a bloody nub. And then I pulled my hand out of the garbage disposal because I didn't 100% trust myself not to do it. I was like 99.5% of the way, you're definitely not going to ground your hand into a bloody nub, Brandy. For sure not going to happen. But that other 0.5% was like, let's talk about this. You'd look good with a hook. Look fucking sick with a hook. A hook could be your hook in comedy. You could hold the microphone with it. You could drop your, your, your mic and then you could fumble for it and make you put it back in. And I'd say, thank you. And I'd rub your face with my hook. <laughs> you wouldn't do anything because I have a hook on me. It'd be amazing. I got to have like different, a suitcase full of different hands for different jokes. <laughs> like I have a joke on my act where I say that I like to, I use a diva cup because I like to refer to my period as pouring one out for my homies. <laughs> And I could uh, say that joke with a hand with a diva cup full of red food dye. And then I would just walk out into the audience and find the man that hates the joke the most. (laughs) And just slowly dump it onto his head. Never breaking eye contact because that's my power in my 30s, ladies. Start finding men that are 22 years old and make eye contact until they look away from you. Oh, it feels so fucking good. I'm just going to start robbing banks. (laughs) So to go find the youngest bank teller I can, just be like, give me all of your money. And then when they bring in the sketch artist later, I'll be like, I don't know. He'll just be like, I don't know. I just remember she looked tired. That's all I remember. It was spooky. (laughs) You guys are awesome. Thanks, I'm Brandy. If you haven't heard Wolverine The Long Night, Marvel's first scripted podcast ever, you're missing out. The first seven episodes are really amazing. And if you start now, you'll end up binge listening to the whole thing just in time for the finale. If you like the first season of True Detective... It's a lot like that. The show follows two special agents investigating a string of murders deep in Alaska. At first, they suspect Logan, a stranger with claws, a.k.a., yep, Wolverine. But between a night-worshipping cult and a shady police force, things get a lot more complicated. The podcast stars Richard Armitage. He is incredible as Wolverine. Also, Scott Adsit from 30 Rock and Otto Asendo from Altered Carbon, plus more appearances from people like comedian Chris Gethard. Marvel's Wolverine The Long Night is available exclusively on Stitcher Premium. To listen now, go to wolverinepodcast.com and use the code MARVEL at checkout to get your first month free. Randy Posey, let her hear it! All right, y'all. It's that time for our final comic of the evening. Are you ready? Oh, come on. I said, are you ready? Thank you. Please keep it going for one of my favorite comics, friend of the show. Keep it going, I said. Thank you for listening to me. Julie Goldman. Let her hear it. It, Rhea Butcher, everybody. The little one. And now it's the big one. She's so cute. Well, here comes your nightmare, everybody. (laughs) Here's what it really looks like, okay? When it gets real bloated. (laughs) All right. It's older, it's bloated, it's big, it's just scary diking around. We don't have a lot of time, so let's just get into it, okay? Let's just get into it. Now, okay, I I don't know. It's it's hard to talk. We're in a very weird time. We're in a very weird time, okay? I want to tell the gentleman, if you identify as a gentleman, in the audience, I'm really feeling for you right now, okay? It's really hard to be a man right now, (laughs) okay? Listen, you've got it rough. The curtain's been unveiled. Sorry about all the raping and everything. Okay, I don't know, I don't mean to bring it down, but hashtag me too, hashtag me too. (laughs) Hashtag, hashtag not ever fucking me, come on. Hashtag, what the fuck, hashtag, hashtag why not me, hashtag why not, hashtag I'm a little uh, bitter about it, hashtag try it, hashtag fucking try it. That's what I wanna say. I'm trying, I'm like hashtag try it, hashtag why not, hashtag I've got huge tits, hashtag do it. Do you know what I mean? I'm like hashtag, and I wanna, I wanna help because I, I am a woman <laughs> by birth. I am, but I never have that, I never have that problem. Men don't, 
harass me. I've try I want to experience it. <laughs> I have a lot of straight lady friends, and I mean, my God. They say that homosexuals are like not natural, but really, <laughs> it's, the, it's the heterosexuals that are having the problems. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> they say lesbians hate men, but we don't. Straight women hate men. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> like, get it together. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, get it together. Listen, I feel for you. I feel for you. I want, as your lesbian, you know, friend, I want you to, I want you to succeed, men. I want you to succeed. You know what I mean? But I do want to say, I don't understand all this fucking shit. I don't understand it. Straight men are supposed to like women. They're supposed to like women. That's the whole deal. You're supposed to know and understand what women want. And I'll tell you the number one thing that women don't want is to see your dick. I'm just telling you, at least not in the first minute. Not in the first minute. I know this to be true from every straight lady friend that I have. They might be a dick-loving lady who wants to suck a dick all night, but they don't want to look at it. They don't want to see it. Give it a week, give it a week, give it a week, give it. They don't want a picture of it. They don't want you to dangle it. They don't want it. They don't want you to whip it out. They don't want to fucking look at it. Okay? They will fuck you. They'll be like, put it in, put it in, put it in, put it in, put it in where you can find, wherever you can find it, but don't show it to me. I don't want to see it. I'm just saying, I just don't understand. You, that's the one rule. Don't whip your fucking dick out. No one's looking for it. Except gay guys. Gay guys, it's different. Gay guys, it's different. Are there gay guys here? Gay guys, you love fucking seeing dicks, fucking looking at dicks. <laughs> fucking, you don't even, those are, you don't even, they don't even pictures of the face on the grinder. This just dicks. It's just dicks. It's just dicks. In fact, it's the opposite. They don't want to see your face till a week later. They're just like dicks, dicks, dicks. Don't even, don't even, this doesn't even matter. This is nothing. This is meaningless. This. I don't get it. I don't. Oh my God. I was like, oh, you want to see my dick? Fucking Louis C.K. and these fucking assholes and fucking Harvey Weinstein. Just like, you want to see my dick? <laughs> And in my mind, I have to sing. I have to have it like a cartoon, or I'll vomit every time I think about it. Is not what it sounds like. I don't know, but do you know what I mean? I need to keep it sweet. I want to keep it sweet because I want to imagine. Because I have a father, but so. But we can't be afraid to, to, to discuss the problem, okay? I just, I want you to succeed. I mean, listen, I'm not saying women aren't annoying. They're fucking annoying. They'll rape talk you to death. Do you understand what I mean? They will rape talk you. That's how men will get raped by women, by talk, they'll rape talk you. It's too much, it's too much for you. But listen, it's a deep concept, really, kind of thing. Especially lesbians. Are there lesbians here? The worst. The worst. The worst. You think fucking whipping a dick out is bad? Try me. Women, listen. <laughs> Gay guys are just men. Just men. They're just men. They're men together. They're unfettered men. Because they don't have women around to say no. That's what gay men are. They're men without women around to say no. Women give direction. Women give boundary. Women give structure. Women say no. No thanks. <laughs> Maybe later, or whatever. Boo -boo -boo. Women together, or just women. Fucking women, 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 women. Together, without a man. Men, give a levity, give some lightness. You fucking don't want to talk all the fucking time. <sighs> fucking, to have sex with a woman is just listening. Lesbians, you know, there's no sex, it's just listening. It's just listening. <laughs> listening. You're valid, you're worthy, you're worth it. You're valid, you're worthy, you're worth it. I'm valid, I'm worthy, I'm worth it. Lick my pussy. Okay, so, I'm kidding, I would never say that, I would never ask that. Okay. I, I, I just, the whole thing with our, I, so here, for me, I wanna go, cover, I wanna go undercover. I wanna help in some way, because I can't, I'm, I'm so filled with rage. And, I, and I'm, my lady friend's like, oh God, at the job of the thing, and they come in packs, and just even at the club, you're like, fucking animals, coming in groups. Hey, well, can I get you a drink? <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! 
I want to go undercover. Just put on a wig. And maybe just, you know, walk through a construction. I think I could do it. I've been working on my lady sachet. I have big titties. I can just fucking do it. No ma- the thing is, for me, no matter what I do, I could put a wig on, I could put a dress on, I could have my tits out, and they'd be like, look at that guy with his tits out. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> There's nothing I can do. <laughs> nothing I can do. But I do want to say to the women who... And you know, it's going to be a long road to hoe because the shit's not going to fucking change. And, but here's what I... Well, let's just turn the... Get it, just flip the script. Just flip the script. 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 <laughs> fucking Harvey Weinstein, back in a woman in the corner. And they look good. Look at me, look at me, look at me. And then he puts it into a plant. Fucking jit, into a, jerks off and jizzes into a plant. Here's what we should do. Not me, because it's not random to me. But if I was undercover with my wig and my thing, looking gorgeous, I think my name would be like Marissa. You know what I mean? And I like work in human resources and just like do stuff. I don't know. And... And we're just like walking, walking, and what happened? And Harvey Weinstein or whoever, fucking Louis C.I. Hey, what's my dick? A, what's the answer he's looking for? Is it, oh, oh. What? Well, yes. Yeah. What? Well, you read my mind, kind sir. I do want to see your dick, I do. And then just carte blanche. She's like, oh my God, there. <laughs> Isn't that what you do with it? I don't know. I'm a virgin. I don't know. So. Or <laughs> here's my other dream. Here's the last. So here's what I'll leave you with. Is this. Okay. You're stuck in the corner. The fucking plant's there. You know what's going to happen. Some of just in the plant. <laughs> Because they back you where the plant is because they hide the evidence in the plant. <laughs> like, do you want to see my dick? And you're like, uh, what? Uh, uh, you want to see my pussy? Huh? You want to see my huge pussy? Woo! My pussy's enormous! And then you unzip your pants and you're just like, uh. Look at me. No, look me in the eye. Come on. Keep looking at me. Don't look at your watch. Look at me. Turn the lights off. Turn them on. I lost five pounds. Do I look pretty? Come on. I bought this new shirt. Doesn't it look nice? Look at me. Keep looking. Turn some music on. Oh, God. Talk to me in Spanish or German. Something. Some, a whisper. Whisper talk. Do whisper talking. Give me your phone. I need something that vibrates. Come on. And you just never come, right? And it's there for two hours. They'll, it'll just change everything. Good night, everybody. I'm Julie Goldman.
Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.